Diz Life Podcast is brought to you by Pinch of Pixie Dust Travel. People who love Disney understand that life isn't about the breaths you take, it's about the moments that take your breath away. That's why we help coordinate the most magical adventures for you and your family. Disney, Universal, Sandals, Norwegian, Carnival, and more, we are a full-service concierge travel agency that will help with every aspect of your journey. Let us take care of the details while you enjoy your family. Get a quote today by calling us at 570-832-7798 or fill out a trip request form at pinchapixiedusttravel.com. Just follow the second start of the right straight on to your adventure. That's pinchapixiedusttravel.com, where you're making memories one trip at a time. And welcome to this Dislike Podcast. I am your host, Mark Valentine, Disney enthusiast, annual pass holder, and DBC member. And as always, I'm so honored that you're joining us here in the Tiki Room studio. I'm excited, James. I just I just got back, as you as you know. Of from, course I know. From Walt Disney World. Like a week and a half, two weeks. I mean, the combination of you, Brian. Dwayne and then Rob joins in on the yeah. madness, and I'm like, hey, forget y'all. I have to apologize. Yeah, I have to apologize to you and Sarah for uh, for the gratuitous amount of of Disney posts and pictures and whatnot. But we just got so to everyone that's listening. We just got back from Disney. We had an amazing trip. There was a group meetup. James and Sarah could not get away with us because of their schedule. So I said, hey man, I got to have you on to, to live vicariously through, through this Disney trip. So join, join me and, and help me break down the trip. And, uh, he's going to turn the tables a little bit on me today and he's going to play quasi host and, uh, shoot questions at me about the trip that we just took. And then we are going to have, we're going to have a good time with, with Disney confessionals <laughs> and, uh, and try to break the internet. I think and, we're both going to lose some listeners after this. Yeah, we're going to try to break the internet. And and as always, James, fill up your roadcaster with all kinds of quotes that, <laughs> that, that can be used against us in the future. Before we get into the episode, for those of you that are watching us here on YouTube, don't forget to you know hit, hit that subscribe button. Click that bell so that you know when we have new episodes and new live streams coming up. And for those of you who are listening to us on the audio-only podcast, welcome back. And check out all of our audio podcast episodes over at www.thisdislifepodcast.com. And the great thing about that website, James, is all of the directories are in one spot. So whether you like to listen on an Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, over on Amazon, over on Google Podcasts, they're all there. All of the major podcast directories are there. And you can really just pick the one that you want. Uh, we have blogs that are over there as well from a lot of our contributors, as well as um, all of our old episodes. So you can go all the way back to the good old days when it was just a podcast microphone or a Logitech headset and a dream. And then you can get caught up with us and, and live live vicariously through us and have a little bit of Disney magic. So um, so let's get let's get into it, dude. Again, again, I'm really sorry. I, I'm really sorry. I thought it was like. It was like day three when I realized I was like, yeah, I, I don't think I got to keep spamming him pictures anymore because I think he's going to I think he and Sarah are going to kill me. 
no, no, dude. Seriously, I enjoy it. Um, the only thing that really gets Sarah is the food pictures. All right, she Disney food is you know yeah one of those big things. So every time she'd see food, she'd immediately be like, "Oh, great! Now I'm hungry, and I'm not going to find anything around here that's going to match up to what they're sending." So she literally like she put the group chat on mute. She's like, "I'm done with y'all until you're back from <laughs> Disney." Like, don't talk to me. Don't message me. I'm I'm done. <laughs> And I, I take a gratuitous amount of food pictures as well. Yeah. Uh, so Alicia was making fun of me because whenever we would get a food item, a snack item, whatever, I wouldn't eat it. I'd position it, make sure that everything, the silverware was out of the way, napkins are out of the way. And then they would joke. And then after a while, I would say, hey, hashtag for the gram, doing it for right. the gram. <laughs> Not for the children. Um, But uh, <laughs> Sarah, she, she gets mad at me all the time because... I don't, I forget about the pictures, right? Which is funny because I'm the one posting on Instagram and Facebook all the time. I forget about the pictures. And so as soon as the food hits the table, I'm taking a bite. So then she's got to get creative and get a picture where the bite is hidden. (laughs) (laughs) She backfills, she backfills in the one or two bites. Like spread of the dish back. I, I do that as well. It depends on how hungry I am. I've done that. I actually did that a few times on the trip too. And then yeah. we we spent the th- the greatest thing about this trip, we spent almost the entire time with like Lori and, and Dwayne and Willie. Yeah. And it was so amazing to hang out with them the whole time. But we spent a ton of time with John Hinson, tons of time with Alicia Haig, a lot of time with Melissa, and uh and then and then just getting to meet people from this Diz Life Facebook, people from Mouse Marketplace and for the love of Disney World. It was it was the the the, the weirdest trip in that it was so different from what we normally do. And we spent a lot of quality time, you know, eating and sitting and really conversating with people. So right. we weren't, we weren't like, go, go, go jump on rides and then like run over to another ride. It was more yeah. of a leisurely stroll to get to the ride and enjoy the conversation along the way. Mm-hmm. But uh, Lori Willie would remind me constantly whenever we would get a meal, she would try to get me to, to take pause and, and snap the photo of it. But so- Lori, yeah, I but I learned of Lori and I. She are she and I are very much of like mind that we were the ones that were hanging back, snapping photos of everything for Instagram and for the socials. Yes. And then Dwayne and I, Dwayne and I already knew that we were kindred spirits because we're both ride guys. Uh, I had a chance to check out Everest with him. We rode on Splash. We rode on. We were able to combine our groups, and we rode uh, Rise of the Resistance together. And uh, we had we had a good time. And then his daughter would text him and mm-hmm. say, "How's the bromance going? Is the <laughs> is the is the bromance in in full effect?" Oh, for sure. And for I said, sure. "Of course, yeah, of yeah. course." Yeah. Why is that even a question? I mean, <laughs> but, come on. Was it Mackenzie texting? Come on. McKen- yeah, McK- Mackenzie was texting, and, and oh, you know, know, how's how's the bromance going? So it was it was fun. It was a lot right. of fun. It was really funny. So, and I got to say this real quick, um, the POV of Everest that you put on Instagram, yeah, uh, that was this morning. So Tuesday morning. So if you go back to his Instagram to look, you might have to go back just a little bit, but it was, I, I was laughing the entire time because I realized right then me and Dwayne are kindred spirits on rights, the whoop, whoop. You know the the screaming he was doing. Yeah, it was it was so priceless because that's exactly what I'm doing. Stuff that makes no sense at the time. You, you're just having such a great time. You don't know what really comes out of your mouth. 
Yeah, we. I love the in the middle of that that ride footage too that we got the disco yeti, mm-hmm. and we just get him yelling disco yeti. Yes. <laughs> Wait, who screamed that? So Dwayne was yelling disco yeti. So this so Bella, how so Bella's joining us in the studio again for those of you that have uh, been listening on on the audio only. You didn't have a chance to see her slip into the camera. She can't really hear too much right now because I've got the headphones on and all the audio. But uh Bella had a good time. Did you what was your favorite thing that we did? Um, nice and loud, right into the microphone so everyone can hear you. Everything. <laughs> everything. Not not nice right. Yeah, not right. It's a so she bled, she leads over, she blasted right into the microphone. So See, she, I've got so many questions for Bella at some point though, because I heard she had such an incredible time, made new friends. I mean, she that, did, and that's what it's all about, right? She did. So did you? She yeah, she hung. We hung out with John and and Heather's son, mm-hmm. and she had a, a good time hanging out, making friends with Sora. She met uh, she met Derek's son. And they hung out. They went on Frozen together. So the kid, the kids had a great, had a really great time too. That's but, awesome. But thank you. So th- this is, I think, the second time now that you've showed up. You you came and hung out with us when Piano Rob is on a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Yep. So someday. So she's she's getting ready, man, to take over to take over the podcast. Essentially, she'll be she'll be ready to take over the pod in like two weeks. Here, here you go. I love you. I'm getting an idea. Mark. Like. Can I marry you? And I'm like, I'll have to check with my mom. She says no. And I'm like, she said yes. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I, I'll, I it. I'll I'll tell that story. If John if John gives me permission to tell that story, I'll tell yeah. that story. But they um they had a the kids had a good time. Let's just say right. the kids had a good time. It was it was a lot of fun. And look, I got I've got an idea for a pod. Okay. We just let Bella's on your end, right? She's sitting there. You can be behind the scenes or something. I'll have Jameson and Phoenix over here, and we just let them go at it. Just let them do their own episode. How great would that be? <laughs> we'll res- we'll reserve the right to publish. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it'd be so fun though. All right, so let me ask you a couple questions about your trip, Mark. So because y'all went down a few days before everybody else, right? Before the group, and everything. Mm-hmm. So. Just about those days, what all were y'all able to do by yourselves? Um, you know, I know you and Bella had a daddy daughter day. We did. Mm-hmm. You know, so kind of how did all of that go? So the first the first day that we went down, the funny thing about the first day that we got there was Brian was there. Brian Ferguson, yep. your Brian was there. Brian with an eye. And uh we connect we actually connected with him. He had a different park that day. I want to say like that was the day they were at Hollywood, Hollywood studios. And then they, they were exhausted and thoroughly done right about the time when we were flying in and getting in and we're fresh. And you can always tell the parties that are coming to Disney and then the parties that are going, the people that are coming are bright eyed, bushy tailed, ready to go. They, they, they don't look disheveled and like they've been walking around 10 miles a day for the last five or six days. Right, but we were we were like bright eyed, bright eyed and bushy tailed in the Magic Kingdom. Brian texted me and said, "Hey, like I just I'd love to just say hi real quick." So we ran to the front of the Magic Kingdom, said hi to him and and Jenny, and uh, like just talked for again fifteen or twenty minutes and and shared some time with them. But the first few days were pretty mu- pretty much like we we always do, which is just go 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 and a uh, lot of lot of rides. Um, 
you know, trying to take care of our favorites and we kind of have, we all do the Disney bucket list right? where, you know, you're trying to, you're just trying to get in those favorites that you've had since the last time that you left. So, you know, that first, that first few days was pretty much us, uh, you know, just trying to, trying to get everything done that we wanted to get done. Right. And uh, it wasn't a real, it wasn't an overly social trip, but um, the crowds, I don't, I don't know how much, I know that you had Brian on, uh, the other night and I was flying. The sad thing was, is I was, we were flying back while you guys were live and I haven't right. had a chance to really watch it on replay yet, which I, which I will. Um, but you and, and Brian may have talked about the crowd levels. No, um, we actually didn't. And I'm sure he, uh, uh, well, listen, l- let me, let me just say the crowds are back. So mm-hmm. the first, the first podcast we ever did the last trip that we took back in August, I commented on, how low the crowds were and you can get on all the rides and you basically could just go on uh flight of passage back to back. You can ride Everest all day long. That was not the case. This yeah. trip, the lines were back and, and in full force. And the one thing I will say it, so it didn't bother me as much as Linda just commented and said, yo, we need, we need fast passes back. Cause this is a little intense. Mm-hmm. Um, it was uh pretty, pretty heavy weights pretty heavyweights. I mean, at the point where you would go to the magic kingdom and like the wait for small world was, you know, in excess of 50 minutes. Right. There was nothing that was, that was lower than 45 and 50 minutes at that point. And that was pretty true. The, 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 the parks that are always crowded were crowded. Magic kingdom is always crowded on the weekend. Uh, Hollywood, Hollywood studios, Hollywood studios is crowded seven days a week because it's, it's the it yeah. park right now. Um, but the ones that surprised me were, was animal kingdom was, was super crowded and Epcot was insane. Yeah. Uh, the days that we did Epcot, it was also a, a convergence of two events. The mm-hmm. festival, the arts was ending. It was a holiday week. You know, Dwayne and I talked about the fact that th- this was originally set to be a marathon weekend and people just yeah. didn't, they didn't cancel. Even though the race got canceled, people didn't cancel. So everyone was there for winter break. So it was the busiest that I have probably ever seen parks. I realize it wasn't as busy as as some other times of the year, but because it was socially distanced, it made it feel like the park was at 80 or 90% capacity in some, in some regards. Like this was like when you go in the middle of the summer and there's throngs of people just in every single park and the wait times are, are really, really high. But we, uh, the first few days we navigated that as much as we could. We rode what we could. Yeah. And you know, we just, uh, we took it, we took it easy. The first few days, a little bit of pool time. We got good weather. Very nice. Uh, we stayed at Coronado at the tower and then the group wound up joining us at, at Coronado. We'd never stayed at Coronado. So that was a, a new experience for us. How was it? Where does it rank on your list of resorts that you've been at? So our favorites still, it it didn't wrong. My rankings are funny because I don't, I don't blur the lines of budget, moderate and, and uh, deluxe. Right. I can't do it. I can't, I can't pick a, you know, I can't rank them that way. It's just, it's not fair to the budget ones because they just, in a lot of ways, with the amenities, they can't compete. Yeah. As far as the moderate category goes, so the only moderate that we have left to do at this point is Caribbean. You haven't done Caribbean? We have not done Caribbean yet. 
we have nots on Caribbean. It's it's the last on our list. I think a lot of that is because we know how the the resort is set up. It's very spread out, and we're like we're suckers for staying close to a main building. Hence, we stayed in the tower at Coronado. Right. Um, when we stay at Riverside, same thing. We stay as close as we can to that main building. So the one time we stayed at Riverside, we stayed in the in the Tiana Suite and the Princess Suite. Yeah. Um, but my favorite still because of how small it is is uh port orleans french quarter that that resort is it's quiet it's really nice the buses are really close and direct um the pool's got a cool vibe to it the food there is great you can get beignets there that was gonna we knew going into this it was gonna take a lot to unseat it that said uh coronado so here's my official review of coronado of the tower. I didn't, we didn't stay outside of the tower. Right. The tower is a deluxe resort with a moderate name. So when you're in the tower, the way it looks, the rooms, you feel like you're staying in a deluxe resort. Yeah. The, the only reason it's not a deluxe resort are because the transportation there won't allow it to be. It's a bus only resort. It shares three bus stops. So the tower is weird. Oddly enough, it's the last of the stops. So usually it picks up at two stops before it gets to the tower. So um, the transportation was a bit of a, a mess right now that by the time the bus would pull up to the tower, sometimes like if you're going to MK, it would be three quarters of the way full. So it would only take two, three families with social distancing. Right. So you had to wait a while for transportation. So we, um, we we rented a car and we called it this Dislift. Nice. Love it. Love it. And, and the week we were giving Dwayne and, and Lori a ride around, we're like, hey, leave us five stars. <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed this Dislift. We go, we go, you know, gate to gate. That's awesome. And um, we're annual pass holders too, so we get free parking. Mm-hmm. So for us, it's it's a little bit more costly than than taking the buses, but you don't you don't waste a lot of time waiting for, for transportation. Yeah. So, but I would, I'd probably rank it on my list second. Okay. So I, it's French quarter Coronado Riverside. I haven't done Caribbean, so it's not fair to rank it. So that's just going to fall to fourth because I haven't, I haven't been there. And give you a little, this is my input about Caribbean. When y'all do stay there, taking what you just said into account, we stayed in the Aruba building, which if you look at the map and you look at, everything about it it looks like it's one of the furthest buildings away from the main building it's only about a six minute walk to the main building if that um and plus you're right there by rivers um riverside uh oh my goodness riviera you're right there next to the riviera so you've got the skyliner right there you've got the riviera right there so you can go in there to get coffee or whatever right so we really loved the aruba building I'm sold. I'll do it. Yeah. So we're we're going to do it. Our mission is, you know, lo- love it or hate it. We're going to try everything yep. with, with a little bit of an asterisk. We're never going to try sports ever. It's just not going to, it's not going to happen. We've done enough all-stars. We've done movies and we've done music to know what the all-stars experience is like. I don't need to see a, a gigantic soccer ball to, to know that, that's what, what it's going to be like. Yeah. Plus the, the groups all book there and 
Lisa, Lisa and I talked about this when we had our, our episode. Yeah. I don't think I would ever be able to tolerate people running around at, at three o'clock in the morning going crazy because the chaperones aren't watching them. Yeah. Like I would be, I would be that guy. I'd be like the get off my lawn guy. <laughs> that would be me at three o'clock in the morning, like screaming, yeah. you, you kids go to sleep. It's so late. That would be me. If y'all don't, if y'all are listening to this, you've got to go back to YouTube just to watch his face in that part right there. I had the lip curl and everything. He had it all down. <laughs> but we, um, so left on our list at this point, we have uh, Caribbean Riviera Resort for obvious reasons. It's new. We haven't had a chance to stay there yet. Right. Uh, Old Key West, Saratoga Springs, which are DVCs that, that will do. Um, we'll stay there when, when they're available for DVC. Yep. Uh, and then uh, Grand Floridian, which is booked. And then our bucket list is, is Polly. Nice. It's weird because Polly is more of a bucket list item for us than than Grand Floridian. Yeah, I, I would say for us as well. I mean, the Polly is really that's the only deluxe that we have in mind. Simply because Grand Flow is a beautiful resort and everything, but we just feel so out of place there. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so uh, but that's Poly, fair. Yeah, yeah, that's real. That's fair. Yeah, to say I that. Mean, Look, we, when we went to 1900 Park Fair in uh, December, not this past December, but in 2019, um, I mean, there were people, there were women in there wearing heels and dresses. And I'm like, yeah, why? I, know, I get I get that. Like, we're, um, you know, we we clean up well. Yeah. But like, we're we're not we're not bougie. You know, we're right. we're very we're very down to earth people. And I've I've had that feeling at Grand Floridian. That right. you've walked in and you've gone to a restaurant and you just feel very underdressed or just un unsophisticated. Although that we're although we're not, mm-hmm. you just feel like hmm, this isn't my this isn't my element. These aren't right. my these aren't my people. So I mean, speak. you know, like we're walking around in the parks and you know we're our our outfit is on fleek, right? We've got that drip down, but <laughs> you know, you walk into the Grand Flow and it's like hmm. So to transition on a se- on a separate topic. You saw that we so we had to buy we had to buy an extra piece of luggage this last trip because the shot the shopping was off off the hook. My wife will tell you too. She'll she'll blow up the comments in YouTube and probably on Facebook. She'll be like, "It was you, Mark. It was your fault." And it it was, it actually was. But I blame I blame Alicia. I was going to ask if it was really Alicia's fault. It's really Alicia's fault because she gets so passionate about the merch. That it made me see merch way different this trip than I than I probably had. Plus, right. we had a we had a thirty percent AP discount on this trip too, so we took we took full advantage of it. Okay. The first few times I bought something, and you're like, "Oh, that's going to be eighty bucks," and then they would come back with the thirty percent off, and you're like, "Well, yeah." In that so, case, I think I'll buy this too. So, other than the luggage that you bought. Because yeah. I've seen the luggage is is awesome looking. Yeah, Sarah um, Sarah loved it. Yep. Yes. What is uh What was your favorite piece of merch that you bought this time? Um, easily the lightsabers. We had the we did the lightsaber experience. Both Isabella and I. Uh, so hot tip. Here's here's a hot tip for anyone who's who's been looking to book a lightsaber experience. So the entire week we could not find a lightsaber experience on my Disney on the my Disney experience app. Mm-hmm. So MDX had no availability. And we found one singular availability on a Monday morning first thing as soon as the the park opened. 
So we rushed to get to it. We rope dropped the park. We were actually in park at about like 8.30. And then a hot tip is the session that we were in was not only not booked completely, there were several spaces still left at park opening. So my advice to you is if you if you really ever want to do a lightsaber experience, not that it's a guaranteed thing, but your best bet to get availability is get to the park even before it opens at like 8.30, get right to Savi's workshop and then ask the, the attendant and say, you know, we need one or two or two spaces. We'd like to build a lightsaber. And then there's a good chance you're going to get in because we only had one booked and we were so easily able to get one for, for Isabella too. And there were still another two or three spots around the construction table nice. that were, that were open. So um, we built, uh, we built lightsabers. Isabella chose a, uh, a Sith hilt. So she, yep. So she went with power and con- power and control. Um, I took uh, defense and and loyalty, so I went with like the uh, the Jedi Jedi Temple, the jump the Jedi Guardians, yep. and um, I did choose though. I will let you know. I chose a red hilt that day, and it was because my anger got the best of me <laughs> that morning. Everyone's texting me, going, "Did you get a boarding group?" And I'm like, "Nope." <laughs> I logged. I was filled with anger, fear, and aggression that morning. I was channeling my inner Sith, so mad at Rise of the Resistance because it was not possible to click any faster. It was seven o'clock on the dot, and James, I'm telling you, the cadence of my clicking was click, 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 just like that, and it was gone. <sighs> the boarding groups were gone in less than three seconds on Sunday, so I was like fit to be tied. That we could not get a boarding group. We went to we went to Hollywood Studios, and I was filled with with Sith rage. I, I, I'm not even going to lie to you. I probably would have been trying to change my part. So I, so Isabella got the Sith the Sith hilt with a purple blade, which nice. I, I don't I don't hate it. It's it's the color of Mace Windu. I, yep. I don't hate it at all. And I got the red crystal the red Kyber crystal with the Jedi blade. So I said, well, you know what? If I ever, if I ever turn back to the light, I can always just take the, I could take the, the, the crystal out. And then I have a more appropriate, uh, I have a more appropriate color for her blade that yes. if we ever change the color in her blade, but then I did. So then I did this, my man, I went out and I picked up the Ahsoka Tano. Yeah. I saw that special crystal. Awesome. So that awesome. And it's in, you'll be happy to know that it's in the blade. So it's not red anymore. Yes. Cause yep. then the, the next Friday I, I did get a boarding group and I, I, I found my way back to the light. Hey, look, I'm just glad you didn't go all color in on Hollywood studios. I thought about it. <laughs> I thought about it. Like the beginning well, of the last problem then. <laughs> yeah. I thought about it. The last Jedi where he's like wrecking shop. Right. I was mad. <laughs> so again, so it's, it's controversial. We, I've said this before. I said it in my third episode. I do not like the boarding groups. Whether I get whether I get a boarding group or I don't, I do not like them. I do not like them. I think that they are inherently unfair to people who travel hundreds, if not thousands, of miles for the sake of experiencing that one ride. Mm-hmm. I'm fortunate in that we do come like sometimes twice or three times a year. Right. We also we also know in advance we plan three or four 
uh, Hollywood Studios days to give ourselves as many possible as many chances as we can. Yeah. But I can't tell you the number of people that on this last trip that I met who booked a park day one studios day and they missed out on it. And, you know, whether they came from Missouri or they came from Minnesota or they came from Ohio, they were mad. They, they were mad. And I don't blame them for being upset that they have to try their luck with a digital lottery to try to get the most coveted ride. It's just not fair. It's a yeah. terrible, it's a terrible system. And if, if I could, if I could make a suggestion to Disney, so Disney, if you're listening, turn the volume up right now. Um, if you're going to have the boarding group system, the boarding pass system, then make it to where, and this is nothing against the locals. I don't want anybody to think that, but you know, I've got a couple buddies who, when they go once or twice a week, they're getting a rise boarding pass every single time because they have mastered the system, mm-hmm. right? Limit those. So if, you know, if there's a way and uh, there's gotta be right where they can say, this guy has been on it twice this month, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're not giving him one, you know, like there's gotta be a way to sort that out to where more of the people like you're saying that are traveling from, I mean, California right now, you know, there, so there, there has to be, there has to be something they can do to reward people that are staying on property. Yes. Of people that are coming, staying on property, whether it's a single fast pass one per trip for that ride, there has to be something they can do to entice people that are coming and staying on property. We talked, we talked about this too. This episode is going to be filled with hot takes. I just never assumed that we were going to get to them before we even get to the the Disney confession part. But um, throughout the course of the trip, we talked about right now, fast passes are still not there. Disney dining plan is still not there. Uh, My Disney experience is now diminished and it's going to be gone very soon. They're going to get rid of it that you, uh, you don't get luggage service anymore. The advantages and the perks of staying on site, are slowly diminishing and the prices have not changed. The prices hey, are still the same. Hey, Mark, I want to back up just a second. You said my Disney experience. I think you meant magical express. Magical right? express. Yep. Yep. Thank you. Thanks for the catch. Um, yep. Magical express is going to stop service mm-hmm. next year. So there has to be something that can be done to reward the people that are loyal customers and are on our stand on property. I think that, and my wife talked about this, that there, if so, let's say hypothetically, fast pass gets replaced by like a max pass system. Yep. If I'm staying on property, I think that I should get at least one or two fast passes or all three built into that package. That yep. I don't, I shouldn't have to pay for my fast passes. Agreed. That there's got to be something that's there to entice you to say, hey, listen, I'm staying on property. Here's a perk. They've also said, and and Wolf and Wolf, Wolf talked about this. They're um, they're getting rid of extra magic hours. Yeah. So again, what what is the perk of me staying on site? Disney's going to have to get creative, and they're really going to have to say, "Here are the advantages if you choose to stay with us. This is why you should stay with us." Yeah, because I'll be honest with you. Next time we go down, we're probably staying off property because mm-hmm. we drive right, so it's not an issue for us to be able to get to the bars. We don't need the Disney transportation, so we're probably going to stay off property and save that money. Well, listen, I full full disclosure. So we so we rented a car. The enterprise that was on property was all sold out. So we rented a car from budget and it was a, a garden tree that the budget was inside of the, the lobby. Okay. You could throw a baseball from the hotel 
and hit hit the springs. The 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 car was so convenient to pick up and and drop off right then and there yep. that I even said to her, I'm like, listen, they had free breakfast. The hotel was really really nice. You could throw you could throw a baseball to hit springs. We have APs so we can park in the parks. I know that they run the you know they run the Disney transportation early so that the gates aren't even open yet and there's already people queued from from being in the parks that are at at the gate. But aside from that, you know, if I'm if I'm saving that much money and I'm I'm staying at, at the Hilton, I, I'll consider it. You know, I'll consider yeah. it. Yeah, and, and another thing that I've been looking into is there's houses that are like three to five minutes from the gates yeah. that. You know, the ones I've been looking at are anywhere from 130 to 150 a night, mm-hmm. and they sleep 10 people. So you can easily have, you know, two or three small families, right, yep. going and chip in, and then you're looking at nothing. We love staying on property because we love the bubble. Yes. We love the bubble. We love the extra magic. We love the convenience. Mm-hmm. We, I love Disney so much that I will con- I'll forgive anything. I will forgive anything. I will overlook and everything because I love the company so much. Yeah. But what I will say is I'm, I'm very patient and eagerly anticipating the return of a lot of the amenities that we as loyal customers have come to expect from the house of mouse. Yeah. And the first, the first one being the dining plan, which is super convenient. We miss the dining plan with every new restaurant that reopens. And that's the other thing. They have to start reopening some of these restaurants. Dude, I wish you could have seen the crowds. I wish you could have seen the crowds. You you FaceTimed me multiple times. I saw (laughs) the demand. The demand for restaurants are there in that if they're socially distancing these restaurants, there's only so many people that can fit into them at one time. And the, the, reservations were super hard to get even restaurants that normally are. Yeah, I can, I can walk up. We're full. We're full this week. So, I mean, again, that my opinion of that might greatly be skewed by the fact that it was a holiday weekend. The crowds were notably larger. We saw from people who were, were there today and yesterday, the crowds have diminished greatly. Cast Mm -hmm. members can go, you know, they were blocked out the entire week which is how we knew it was going to be busy when the cast members get blocked out and they can't yeah. go to any parks. We, you know, we were trying to connect with piano Rob and we never could do it in parks because it was just that it was that crazy. Yeah. But um, from what I saw, the demand is, is still um, very high that I think that they can start contemplating saying, you know, let's open more restaurants. And when they do that, you have to be able to offer the dining plan for people. Right. And you think, I mean, we're just, you know, a week from March right now. Mm-hmm. So spring break is about to start kicking in, you know, nationwide. Yeah. Um, they're only going to get busier and, and it never really slows back down after spring break before summer. I mean, you know, there's a small drop, but not mm-hmm. much of one. Um, but I saw, uh, where they're talking about trying to bring back some of the overseas cast members. Yeah. So, you know, Disney's seeing that the the demand is there. Um, I'm hoping that they see that. You know, while the demand is there, we still, you know, we have our demands <laughs> that we love to have back. Disney has set a standard of excellence. That's not a standard that we set. It's a standard they set. 
Exactly. They have so with it. They have spoiled us, so we have that expectation of of Disney. Yep. But Walt created from Go a different kind of park experience. He said, "I don't want my parks to be dirty." You know, I the, like he set the the ethics. He set the business practices. He developed like this is the mission statement, and it has continued to live up to that. So, if it's anything but that, we we automatically again we've been spoiled now for decades. We will point it out right away. And uh, yeah. listen, I, I I'm not going to say this because I I've never been there. But um, there's a reason that we don't go to Universal and we don't go to Six Flags and we don't, you know, we don't go to those places because we've been so spoiled by Disney that it's almost like nothing can nothing can ever live up to it. Yep. So when that Disney experience is diminished or it's off, we know we're I, and I, I say this too. a lot of us are very patient. Almost everyone yep. that I met was very patient with Disney saying um, we are willing to wait understanding these are unprecedented times and and we have to do what we got to do and we're great listen and here's the other thing and i don't want people to listen and be like man mark's getting really negative this time around i'm not i'm i'm blessed i'm super blessed and for those of you who listen to us out on the west coast like i i really feel for you guys because i don't want to complain in that i'm still getting a disney experience out here in orlando like I know how much, and and I see people on Instagram cr- like tears with tears as they're doing their lives or they're putting stories up, saying how much now they miss Disneyland, mm-hmm. and that Disneyland is still not open. And people to say like you know as diminished or whatever it is, you still get Disney, and they're one hundred percent right, dude. Yes. So I'm not going to complain as much as I I want this to come off as I am eagerly awaiting a return to normal. And that that's what felt so good about this last trip. The crowds were up. The buzz of the crowd was there. The life was there. It wasn't like August where no one was in the park. Right. Disney felt alive. It it felt like it very much does whenever it was normal. Um, but that said, like we talked about this constantly, still felt super safe. Mm-hmm. Mask policy was on point not not even a second like if you took your mask off for pictures people would approach you yep. if people were walking with their mask down and it was you know more of a chin strap than and their nose was exposed right away a cast member would remind you there's signs up everywhere if you if you fight with us on masks we're just going to exit you from the park yep still super clean um the sanitation uh procedures were still in effect there were two times that we got we had to hold on a ride because uh, Everest was one and splash was another because they were sanitizing ride vehicles. So, you know, parks are, are still very, very safe, but I'm going to repeat the same thing I said with my first podcast episode. If you're not comfortable going to parks, don't go to parks. Yeah. Don't go to parks. Yep. And, and we will gladly go, (laughs) you know, I mean, we're, we're comfortable with it. We will go. Um, And it's not that we feel like we're putting anybody at danger or our families or ourselves because Disney is doing that great of a job. They are. They honestly are. Um, you know, I, I will talk to people. I'm not going to get political. Mm-hmm. I'll talk. I will talk to people who will, will chastise me for going to Disney. And yet I will say to them, the Walmart, the target that you're going to is just as con- congested and as crowded as Disney. 
you just see that as a uh, a necessity, and so you're willing to you're willing to forego the risk in order to shop and to live a normal life. Mm-hmm. Um, we like we made a conscious decision that we understand the risks of the virus. We understand all of the the things that are out there and they're associated, but you also reach a time where you have to weigh that risk with mental health and, and the feeling of normalcy. You know, um, I'm of the mind that the virus is going to probably linger and, and last and be with us for a while in some form or another. So you have to say at some point, you know, what, what level of risk am I willing to assume in order to live a somewhat normal life? And again, like I'm, listen, I deal with risk every single day with what I do in my, in my career. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we manage risk. That's what we do. So, you know, I play my own, my own actuary and I say, okay, well, here are the risks and, you know, here's the reward. So here's the cost or here's the premium. And I, uh, you know, to me, it's worth, it was very much worth it. It's very much worth it. Um, let me ask you this, Mark, because, you know, you've been in August, uh, we went in September, um, and then you just got back and I know there was a listener in the Dislife group, um, asking during the Marvel Monday stream, um, what the, uh, uh, how were the masks and all while you were down there this time, you know, and that's a big question. I think we've all kind of addressed it at some mm-hmm. point, but how was it, you know, at this time of the year, um, you know, walking around the parks all day, did y'all have any issues at all? So let me, let me preface my answer with saying we went and, you know, you went in September. Yep. So we went at the, at the worst possible point that you could pot, put, that you could wear masks. It was oppressively hot. We still agreed to do that because we wanted to go to Disney at that, at that point in time. Exactly. So February, February weather, we've now gone, you know, a few years in February, February is hit or miss. You'll get um, mornings, which are on the cooler side and like 50 degrees. Some days you'll walk around all day and it's like 62 and sunny. Or you'll get overcast and you get like those autumn, summer showers. And, you know, and then you get these one offers where then it's 78, 79, 81 degrees. The thing about February that's different about August is there's not as much humidity. Mm -hmm. So in my opinion, the masks were not unbearable at all. And in some regard, they were slightly comfortable when you get those windy or mild Florida days that you didn't mind having a face covering on because you were, you're not fully dressed. You're not layered up like you are in the Northeast. So you're only wearing maybe a t-shirt or, you know, we're really thin uh, long sleeve shirt. So that added a little bit of insulation, a little bit of warmth. Um, there was one day that I felt slightly hot, but even still nowhere near as oppressively hot as it was in August. And Melissa Eckler and I have said this, if I have to wear a mask in order to be safe in Disney, I don't even complain. I will, I'll wear the mask. So yeah. even if it is August and I'm dripping sweat, I'll still, I'll wear the mask but we didn't have to stop and go to rest stations this time around because it wasn't to the point of where we had to peel the masks off our face and they were soaked through with sweat. It wasn't like that at all. And, and the biggest advice that I can give as far as the mask goes, especially, I mean, anytime you go to Disney right now with mask, um, 
but especially when it gets hotter, have multiple masks in your bag ready to go because they're going to get, they're going to get sweaty. Um, I mean, you know, we were going up through big thunder mountain and it had just stopped raining. My mask had gotten wet. And I was like, God, Monty, I am out of breath. What is wrong with me? And Sarah pulled out another mask and said, here, put this on. I took that one off my face and just rang it out, you know? And so that, that does make it tough. When they get wet, do they get heavy? Mm-hmm. Yep. So here's another here's another hot tip. Um, Disney has a brand new series of masks, and they say new fabric on them. Mm-hmm. They are incredible in terms of like their the breathability. They're really soft. Um, I felt like they were super breathable, and they were more comfortable than uh, I got the Adidas masks when we went in the summer. Okay, because they were like um a polyester fabric and they were super breathable compared right. to the cotton ones. These were even more breathable and more comfortable than the Adidas masks. Like I didn't even, I had the Adidas masks with me. I bought a new fabric mask and I was like, wow, this is really comfortable to wear. Yeah. So if you don't have any masks or if you're looking to buy some specifically for Disney, and you want to get those Disney themed ones mm-hmm. on the website, make sure they're the new, the new fabric. And if you don't know which, if you if you want to know which ones those are, um, I could show you some of the pictures too. I can say because they're still selling the old ones with the old fabric too. Like the Baby Yodas are still there in droves, and they're all the. I, I mean, like big shocker, they have still a billion pieces of Baby Yoda merch. Right. Um, the old the Baby Yoda ones are still the old fabric, but I got a, a ton of Marvel. I got a Cheshire Cat one. I got some with Mickey prints on them. And uh, I loaded up on brand new fabric masks because I was like, wow, these are so comfortable to wear. And I didn't even mind them at all. Like, and I say that not a single day did I say, man, I really mind having this mask on today. Nice. So, so yeah, I mean, listen, man, I could honestly, I could talk for forever about this last trip, but I'm, but we only reserve so much time for for these episodes. So what we what we promised was to provide the people with a uh, a bit of a bit of controversy, as we love to do now on a regular basis. Sure, it's it's funny how how podcasts take on a life of their own, and <laughs> and uh, you know you break the internet once, and then you you look for ways to continually break you it. You want to continue it, yeah. So and, and Sarah doesn't need that help; she just does it naturally. Oh my word! And apparently, uh, so much so that she left an impression on Piano Rob that he that he every, he, every time he goes to Edible Kingdom, he walks by. Uh, it's tough to be a bug. It takes a video, and puts it in his story. <laughs> so, Listen, then, the next time y'all go, if if there's meet and greets again, too, like you have to get a meet and greet shot with her and and Tinkerbell. Oh no, it won't. I, I tried uh, in December. Nope. Mm-mm. Not going to happen, dude. That was that was hysterical. It's not going to happen. She she hates Tinkerbell. That's that, see now that's a hot take. First hot take right there. That's that's a hot take. People are listening. You, you just see that 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 hate mail don't come my way. That's going to come your way now. Yeah. People are going to be writing you and being like, "Wait a minute, did I just hear that correct?" Yeah, that's right. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Go back to episode thirteen. <laughs> exactly. Go back to episode thirteen of Mouse Years and Magic podcast. You can hear the full thing. She talks to Mark Daniel about not liking not liking Tinkerbell at all. It's a it's a good hot take. <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness, you're lucky in that you guys buried that episode a little bit. 
So like, there's, there's some room now, like that's not out front so that people are are going back. They have to go in a deep dive for you to get that hot take. But I don't think they do because it is still our most downloaded episode. Is it? Yeah. Well, you listen, you have Mark on. Yeah. I mean, he's so, he's so fantastic. Mm-hmm. he's so fantastic one he's a great interview that was a great show um and two he's he's the nicest nicest man you you'd probably ever talk to but then again like that those disney celebrity like piano rob is the same way we yep. say it all the time piano rob is just such a nice and genuine dude but mark is a uh amazing guy his story is inspirational he is the face of of disney parks when it comes to live streams and shows and and you know on network network productions so yeah so um yeah i mean i i i don't hate it i don't hate it all right so you ready let's let's cause some controversy all right and i'm going to let you go first because i know you're about to pin pin it on me i'm going to let you go all right so james and i want james and i wanted to do for for a little fun you know i didn't want it to be vacation talk the entire time um so we wanted to do a little bit of we're calling this one disney confessionals that each one of us is going to pick uh, three Disney confessionals and kind of share uh, something that something that we think we're slightly ashamed of and may not share this freely on social media all that often. So it's kind of like deep, dark secrets that we have and feelings that we have about Disney experiences and uh, and park stuff in general. And you're going to you're going to hear it here first. You're going to see it see it here live so i get to go first so since i'm going first with this one james you know which one i'm gonna i'm gonna pick because i kind of did a mini break the internet with this one already oh goodness here we go i so i posted this one on social media already uh i several public apologies and now you're going to bring it up again i i've i've issued several public apologies for this one but i am not a fan so to speak, of Monsters, Inc., LaFleur, and dare I say, I think it is a waste of real estate and can be replaced. Hmm. We're just going to let that sink in for a minute, people. Because <laughs> that, That's tough, dude. That is tough. You, it, it's great the first time. The repeat value of it is not great. Hmm. Just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. If we go, if we go to the Magic Kingdom twenty times a year, we will do the Laugh Floor once. It's a pit stop. It's do we yeah. need air conditioning? Oh, I mean, I can see that. I don't, you know, I don't but, hate it. I just don't agree with it. Well, I don't. I, 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 I don't. So first of all, too, like with all of my stuff, I don't hate anything at at Disney. Right. Like I don't. The word hate yeah. is never applied to any. Uh maybe Dino Land. We Maybe we should, we should have prefaced this by yeah. saying that we sat here for several minutes, both grunting and sighing like deep sighs when Mark came up with this idea. We're both like, oh crap! Like mm-hmm. I don't know. Like you know, we had to think really hard on this one. It's hard to it's hard to find something. So here, here's the only thing I will say about why I chose this. That area of Tomorrowland, I feel, could be just leveraged and utilized so much better than that show experience. And the same thing with what was there across the way, like stitches, greatest, great, great escape was not good. And then when they turned it into a stitch meet and greet, that that's an even bigger waste of, of space. You can have that meet and greet over on the stage, right? 
that's like right there next to space mountain. He doesn't need to be inside and meet inside there. Like we deserve better attractions over in Tomorrowland. Th- dude, I, I know, I know where you're going with one of yours too. So like, you're going to, you're going to agree with me on this. Tomorrowland needs some TLC. It does. We've got the, uh, the Tomorrowland raceway, which is like, let's, let's suck on a tailpipe for, um, oh, wait, you don't hate on the speedway, man. It's cute. It's cute. But dude, it I'm smells. Let's get, no, no, no. Let's get some electric cars in that joint. It, <laughs> it smells It like, it really smells. It's not a fun area of the park that you can't hang out and you have to get by it. Or you're going to get like carbon monoxide poisoning and, and die. I, I grew up next to Talladega Super Speedway. So for me, it's nostalgic. You know, like that's home for me. You know, like I'm used to those fumes. It might be what's wrong with me today. Who knows? So, okay. So there's that one. You have a broken people mover at the moment. You have a defunct and closed alien encounter. You also have a closed laugh floor, which is not open right now. Yep. You have the Carousel of Progress, which is amazing. But uh, that one needs to it just got to get a little spruce up, yeah, a tiny bit. And, and we got to get all the guns working on uh, on Buzz. Listen, man, I, I I like a challenge. I mean, but if, if you're if you get one of those guns that just flat out that that doesn't work, you know, I like a I like a challenge though. I'll take it. So we we just rode that. I oh, mean, now I'm really getting I'm really going to get deep into my uh, Alicia Alicia and I rode it. She'd never gotten Galactic Hero. Yeah. I wasn't even halfway through the first room on, and I, I maxed out. I, I had the left hand of that robot dead to rights. She nice. looks, she looks at the uh, score. She's like, we just got in the room. She's like, how did you do that? And then I'm like, all right, let's, let's get yours. But her gun was wonky. Right. She, she had a gun that was, it was like shooting like a shotgun. It wasn't hitting the same spot every oh. fire. So it would go like left and then shoot six inches up. So I'm like, challenge accepted. Let's go. And we did. We we maxed out both. We maxed out both. Nice. All right, All right you go. <laughs> so I'm going to stay in Tomorrowland, uh, and uh, and I've said this multiple times on my pod. So that's why I'm going ahead and leading off with it. Space Mountain is the second worst ride on property. Uh, I mean, it, it's it, it can go. Wow. I mean, look, and and you've even said it yourself. It's rough. It's rough. I mean, you need a chiropractor as soon mm-hmm. as you get off. I like, rode with I rode it with Dwayne and Lori. I rode in the third car, third position. As yeah, we pulled yeah. as we pulled into the station, I said, I need a bacchiotomy. Yeah. I said I said that out loud. Dwayne and Lori will be able to to attest to that. I said, I need a bacchiotomy. My back hurt. I I I audibly gasped and yelled out a few times when we hit when we hit various points. Yeah. So there's the two tracks. You're not wrong. Uh, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't know if it's the second worst ride in parks. I don't know. <laughs> that's that's a hot take. But the, there's two tracks. There's the Alpha and the Omega. Alpha's mm-hmm. on the left side. Omega's on the right. The Alpha track is a bruiser. It's a bruiser. The Omega track's a little bit better. I don't know why. Um, but the Alpha track is rough, yo. Okay. We're, we're, we always get stuck on Alpha. So maybe if I did Omega, it might bump up to the third worst i don't know but so try yeah so try that next time and say hey listen i want to i want to jump over to omega but so here's here's the other reason that i know you hate it your kids always have to sit in front of you that that makes it miserable man trying to lean up keep your hand on their shoulder just i mean because we can't help ourselves yep 
you you always are in that third position, which is the roughest part because there's a whip effect in it. So you're getting whipped around pretty good on a rough on a rough track as is. Mm-hmm. So, so listen, I'm giving you a pass. I'm I'm actually giving you a pass. I don't know if it's the third worst ride, but I'll still I'll give you a pass. Yeah, we'll I'll give see. you a pass. We're gonna get Tomorrowland affectionados that are gonna blow. They're gonna like blow us up. The hate mail is gonna be coming. And look, since we're since we're already there, can we do something about the music? I like the music. <sighs> that music as you're walking off space, like I I love that. It, there's another thing about Space Mountain is the 30 mile long hike to get. Well, out. the uh, yeah the oh gosh yeah the the escalator whatever it is Omni yeah. mover whatever it was broke down. There used to be an Omni mover there, but they but don't. Yeah, they they just they're not going to fix it. Well, they gave no, they gave up on it. It's carpeted now. Right, they just yeah. gave up on it. They took it out. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'll we'll see. We're We're, tomorrow, yeah. All right. So I'm going to stay in Tomorrowland. Here's my <laughs> no. So here's my second hot take. Here's my second hot take. <laughs> Praising Tomorrowland. Okay. Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin is a better experience for me than Toy Story Mania. I said it. I said it. Preach. I said it. I don't, I don't like Toy Story Mania. I, I'm not a fan of it. I don't like it. It's just your arm, your arm hurts afterward. Dude, I can pull my arm out of my socket and I'm like fighting to get 200,000 points. And it's the whole Mm -hmm. time, whole time. Yeah. It's rough. Um, I guarantee you we both get a message from Melissa about this, but no, I'm right there with you. I oh. enjoy, I enjoy that. I feel like, I feel like a failure on Toy Story Mania. Cause you'll pull up and it's like some dudes got 535,000 as the top score for the month. And I'm at like 197, And I'm like, what is that dude shooting at? We're shooting at the same thing. Yeah. I don't understand. I don't understand how people do that. And I've watched the videos of people that say, like, you know, um, hit this target, get these out, um, you know, hit the volcano, get the get the lava coming out the volcano. No matter what I do, man, I feel like at the end of it, my arm is my arm is ticked off at me. Yeah. And I never I never leave that ride feeling accomplished. I'll take any day. I'll take Space Ranger spin. I'll get my Galactic Hero pin walking off. I feel like I saved the universe. Legit. Best, to me, the best part of Toy Story Mania is getting to see Sarah and the kids in the goofy 3D classes. Yeah. That's it. Well, that's the other that's the other reason why I'm not feeling it right now. So this is also very this is also very much co- a COVID statement. Those glasses be fogging up, and that is not an enjoyable thing shooting through that that yeah. fog right now. Because yeah, your mask. Even Pandora, you have to wear those those glasses like at the tip of your nose, because if you yeah. don't like Pandora gets an extra foggy sheen to it, you know? Yeah. Not, yep. a, not a fan of it. All right, man, go ahead. All right. So I'm, I'm going to go over to Hollywood studios. Um, Mickey and Minnie's runaway railway is better than rise. Oh, okay. okay. You don't hate it. I don't listen. I don't, I don't hate that statement. I, I thought that might that one might set you off a little nope. bit. Boarding groups. Uh, well, down I mean, overall. I mean, look, Rise is amazing. Don't get me wrong, um, but you've got the boarding group issue. Um, you get the issue that it breaks down so much. It's better. It's better now. 
it is better. It's not having well, those issues anymore. They're slowly been fixing that, so I didn't mm-hmm. know that all that worked out. Um, but then, Mickey and Minnie's man, there's so much to see. Um, the rewritability factor for it is out of this world. Agreed. So, so if I have to take just the ride experience, they're actually I I wouldn't disagree with you. They're it, they're closer than I would ever have imagined. R- like Rise of the Resistance is so unique, dude. It's so unique. There's three distinct phases of that ride. Yeah. That you have, you know, the, the pre-show and everything with Ray, the then getting onto that space cruiser and getting onto what is that Caribbean Corvette mm-hmm. launching into space. The the uh the general, I'm I'm forgetting his name right now. He's like he's like Akbar. It's not Akbar. I can't remember his name. I'm sorry for those people that are like, you know, you don't remember his name and you're a Star Wars fan. Yeah, he's a he's a random dude. Um, the animatronic is gorgeous. Then you arrive. The second phase is the detention, which is again when they don't have masks on and they can be really brutal and get up close and personal. Like that makes it so much different. And then the last six minutes of the ride is like just hang on and let your breath be taken away. But the yeah. boarding groups, man, I'm telling you again, the boarding groups diminish the overall satisfaction that I have with that with that ride. General Hux. Just look yeah. up General Hux. No, it's I know General Hux. Who's the who is the who's the Mon Calamar uh general? That is the uh the pilot of of the of the resistance cruiser. I can't remember his name. I every time I see him, I just want to be like, it's a trap. Yes. Yeah, I, I know. We gotta look that one up. We gotta he's look that saying, one up. Not saying anywhere on here. Yeah, I know. I can't remember. I can't remember oh. his name. Anyways, um, we'll spend all day looking at looking for that. Listen, I don't I don't hate it. It is controversial. Yeah. Mickey and Minnie's is a great, it's a great ride. Mm-hmm. The the only thing I wish they would have done different, which I know they couldn't, right? Because they're doing this in an existing building and all. Um, but there's the can can I say the scene? What the scene is? Yeah. Is it early? Okay. The waterfall scene. If that would have been a drop, that yeah. would have been it, it. Hands down, it would have been above and beyond anything. So, despite the fact that you don't have the physical to go with the projection at that moment. You still you still get a sensation of, of falling yeah. there, which is yeah. so cool. Yeah. I like the the sequence immediately after when you plunge into the water and the fish are going, and then the the squid pulls out the uh the trumpet. Do 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 do. I like that. Listen, that ride is I've said it multiple times. If anything could replace the most beloved ride to me, the great movie ride, and and I don't mind and I don't hate it. That that's a testament to how great that that ride is. So, it's it's a hot take, dude. But I I'm not gonna fight you on it. I'm not gonna fight you on it. I like it. Dare right. I say I like it? All right, ready? Here's my last confession. Vianopoli is the most overrated and borderline meh restaurant on property. I haven't been there. I can't comment on this but i do know there's a lot of people out there who love it i know there are so i I preface every every discussion i ever have on italian food with 
I am from the greater New York City area. I am spoiled. I get the we get the best pizza, the best meatballs, the best chicken parm, the best Italian food you could you could ever wish for outside of of Italy. So we get um, we get really great Italian American cuisine. In my opinion, the pizza, it's okay. It's so I, I will say this too, and this might be more of a hot take than 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 the original like Viennapolis just met. The pizza in Florida is disgusting. Gross. Like, I'm sorry. I hate to say that, but the pizza is gross. Like, I need to pizza down here. But I need to so and, and I'm sorry if I'm if I'm offending people of a of a certain geographic persuasion but y'all you need to come up I, like when you come i will take you on a pizza tour up here and i will show you pizza that will change your life like come to again come to the greater new york area and try the pizza up here and then go back and you're gonna be like listen i can't i can't do it like the pizza up there is just that that fantastic Viennapolis pizza is the only i will say edible pizza that we can do on property and not and not wretch okay. that's that said meh 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 okay. i don't hate it I, I will say this yeah we don't do pizza in the south um but you're not gonna find barbecue up there in new york like you will down here either fair and and that's a really dude that's a really fair point yeah that, that's a really fair point and that's the great thing about this country is the regional the regional cuisine exactly that there are certain areas of the country that when you go, you've got to try. And uh, that's what I love about travel. And whenever I go to a certain area, I want to find out what that regional delicacy is. And I'm going to load up on that when I when I go. Because I want to, I want to experience the best that that region has to offer. Mm-hmm. If you come to New York, New York is kind of a culinary capital of the world, too. It's a little unfair. Is right. we have we have you know gigantic Italian American. Asian American, Polish American, German American populations that there's a lot of different cuisines that are all there, but barbecue, I will, I'll give you that, man. Barbecue is not indigenous to the Northeast. Yeah. And that's one reason why I've been, you know, I've been hesitant to try the Regal Eagle. Uh, I like it. I like it. We ate there twice. Yeah. But until you go to the hole in the wall down the, you know, down the road here that you, when you pull up to it, you look at it and you're like, I'm pretty sure this place has been condemned. That, Dude, that's where you're getting your best barbecue. So tr- uh, tr- true story. Some of the best pizza that I've ever had in my life are from the most shady places. Yep. That, um, so did you ever watch the Sopranos? No. Okay. So the Sopranos had it. What is it with your podcast lately? I mean, Bridgerton, The Sopranos. Uh, well, come on, man! The, you can't you can't get on me for The Sopranos. Sopranos was phenomenal television. The Sopranos used to have an opening crawl that went through mostly like New New Jersey, like like okay. north northeastern New Jersey, like Ber- Bergen County, Essex County, and they uh, they did a drive by in the opening crawl, and there's a, a tiny little place. It just says Pizza Land on the front of it. Um, my my basement, the Tiki Room Studio, is actually probably the size of this pizzeria. It was so tiny. Like, everything in it was kind of like, like, but the pizza they served out of there was the most delicious thing that you ever put in your mouth. It was so good. 
And um, they've, they've changed over the years. The original owner, whose name was Fred, we didn't call it pizza land. We always called it Fred's because right. Fred was, Fred was the owner. It was two towns over from where I grew up. And then Fred's son took over for a while. And then Fred's son wound up selling it. But the pizza there is still, it's a reductive version of what it was when Fred made it 30, 30 years ago, but it's still one of the best things. And it's, you'd look at the place and you'd be like, I'm not going in there without a tetanus shot. Right. Yeah. And it's They're good quite up in Florence. Uh, Sarah had never been there. She basically grew up in Florence and I, I was going to college there and, you know, we was going to find a quick bite to eat. I was like, Hey, look, you know, this place is Tuesday. They've got $1 hot dogs and barbecue, bar- barbecue sandwiches. It's like, let's go there. She's like, okay, cool. And we pull up to, it, and it's like, literally it's, it's the size of the room. I'm in the studio right now. Um, there was enough room for one person to walk in the door, place the order, grab their drink, their bag of chips, and then they'd come out and you'd wait on the other side at the window at the, on the side of the building. It, it was tiny and looked horrible, but man, it was so good. So good food. Yeah. Listen, I love, I love off the beaten path. All yeah. right, man, you got one more, you got one more Disney confession. All right. Park copying is way overrated. Whoa. We're gonna we're gonna fight on that one. Let's go. We're gonna fight on that one. Look, I I just when I get into a groove, I'm in the groove, right? So we're rope dropping somewhere, and we don't stay all day at a park. Well, in September we did because of the limited park hours, but typically we're not going to stay open to close. So we're going to split the day up. So we start off if we rope drop Magic Kingdom, we do the big things in the morning. We go back to the resort, we rest, we swim, and then we go shut it down. To me, because of the split up, it's two different park experiences. And I just don't see the, which you're an annual pass holder, right? We're not. We are. Okay. So we got, so we got park hopping. Yep. Right. So for us, we're paying, was it 65 extra dollars a ticket? You know, I understand, so, I understand from that perspective, from what you just said. I agree with you 100% not worth it's not worth the extra $65 for the three for the three hours that you're going to leverage it. We are we are annual pass holders or when we're staying on property, we're bouncing all over the place. Mm -hmm. So in that regard, when you when you do packages, it makes a lot more sense to get a to get a park hopper. Yeah. Versus if you're buying just like two tickets or three day tickets and then you add the park hopper, it, it's crazy. It's crazy expensive. It does not make financial sense to do it. We love just like you do, but the best way to have a different park experience is to have a different park. We love going to the magic kingdom in the morning, going over to the pool, chilling out at the pool, getting, a, getting a quick lunch and then hopping over to like Epcot for dinner. And then when you finish at the same park you started, you also have a feel of the crowds. You know how things are rolling in that park that day. Mm-hmm. So it makes going back that evening even more smooth for you because you know what's going on already. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a fair point. I love park hopping because it's just indigenous to the way that we, that we Disney. Right. That said this last trip, because of the way a lot of the group activities were set up, we would open and then close a, a, par- a park down. And it didn't, bo- it didn't bother me. I just liked the fact that there were extended park hours on this last trip and that right. there was a magic kingdom open till 10 
and an Epcot open till 11 and uh, Animal Kingdom that was open to eight. So we could see Pandora at night like right. that. That to me was the, the coolest thing about this last trip that we took was that it was all it was all kind of back. But I listen, I, I, I will I will say of all three of your hot takes or your confessions. I kind of understand all of them. Yeah, I get it. I like I I, I don't hate them. I don't hate them. Huh. I don't guess we broke the internet today after all. No, I I don't I don't know if we broke the internet. Listen, the, so the th- the third one for me was like a big stretch. Like I love, and again I love Disney so much, so much that even things that when I say like um you know I'd like this to change or I'd like a renovation, mm-hmm. there's not a single thing that I hate at Disney. The only thing that I hate about Disney, so Linda would like a vegetable. Yeah. Mom, where's the meatloaf? <laughs> Mom. Uh, the only thing that I that I don't like about Disney is I don't like uh, Dinoland. So Dinoland USA is the one place that I will say I I could do without. I I could use a good change. Hi, we're pro- we're podcasting. I'm recording right now. I can't, I can't go, I can't go to, I'll leave a giant, I'll leave a giant gap in the audio. Again, folks, lady, you get to see, you get to see real life. Like we did the other day with, with piano Rob, you yes. get a chance to see real, to see real life. Yeah. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is like, we're, we're, we're fancy in the sense that we got pretty lights and you know microphones, <laughs> right? We don't have our own studio building. So, you no, know, it's, it's shared, shared space. I got the, I, I, I live. I live in broadcast in a laundromat slash playroom slash man cave. And it's yeah. all, it's all good. Um, but, uh, look, I think we can, we can both agree on the dino land. I think, you know, dinosaur is probably the worst ride on the property. There's going to be a lot of people that don't agree on that one, but I, I like, better dino- I like dinosaur. You do. I like dinosaur. I don't like dino land. I'm hopeful that di- if there's a retheming, so if there was a retheming to Dinosaur, um, Disney Disney Bubble Podcast did this several several weeks ago. It was like before uh, it was in 2020. Um, they had a they had a discussion about like how to how to change and retheme. I heard the most amazing uh, retheming idea for uh, for that area of the park, and it was uh, Duckburg. Okay, it was Duckburg, and I loved it. I mean, they have all the characters over there now. Like they have Scrooge, they have Launchpad, so they've yeah. they've got the character meet and greet. It would kind of make a lot of sense because um, you have uh, you know the the connection between birds and dinosaurs, which is which is mm-hmm. like really cool. I don't know, you know, I'm not going to get too too deep in in the science, but the evolution right. of of you know dinosaurs into birds. But with a little bit of a tweak and a little bit of finesse, they said turn that into like a duckburg, keep dinosaur. And then the the Disney bubble said the quest for the dinosaur is Scrooge McDuck wants to complete his collection and commissions you to go back in time. So you would obviously change the pre-show, change some minor things with the ride. And I was like, wow, that's, that's clever. Like I, I really like that idea. So when you're walk, when you're walking through the queue, like it's the personal collection of, of Scrooge. Hmm. And then, you know, he sends you back in time to go get the the dinosaur. Like, he doesn't just want dino, dinosaur bones and artifacts. He wants a real live dinosaur because he's the richest duck in Duckburg. Right. I don't I hate it. 
I didn't hate it. Here's my thing. Uh, and I, you know, a lot of people will say they don't mind dinosaur. Look, I don't know if it's, you know, a height thing, right? Yeah. Because I, love, I like it. Look, my knees are in the back of that seat in front of me every time. Right. Yeah. And it is not a smooth ride by all oh, means. Oh, no. No, it's not. So my knees, my, when we get off, my knees are literally bleeding. Yeah. From the back of the seat in front of me. So well, that's, well, yeah, that's rough. That's rough, dude. I mean, that, that makes a lot of sense. So, you know, I like it because I'll go on Space Mountain the day before. My back is all thrown out and out of alignment. Then I go on Dinosaur the next day, and it just, like, kick, kicks it right back in. That's so, so bad. Yeah, so that's that's my that's the chiropractor that I need. That's the bacchiotomy that I need. When your body's getting whipped all over the place, it's a good right. time. It's a good dude. time. I just – the, the area of itself, like – um it's just it's really low it's low quality and i get it everyone they always blast when you say that on facebook it's like do you understand the story the first thing they say is do you understand the story that's what it did to jameson the kid oh i mean there you go he's crying yeah you watching or listening i'm sorry you can't see it but it's a picture of our six-year-old and he's just he was not happy yeah now bella bella closes her eyes a few times throughout it yeah so but that area, whenever you have people who talk about it on, on Facebook, they will always, the first thing they say is, do you understand the story of Dino Land? It's brilliant. I'm like, it's not brilliant. It's just an explanation of how they get away with it looking like crap. Yeah. It, it's, it's a way they get around, you know, Walt's big thing, right? He said it was not going to look like, you know, one of those carnivals or anything Shit. like that. And here we are. Dino Land is a cheap fair. It is a cheap yes. carnival. And I again, I joke with people. I'm like, listen, I, I have ready, I, I I have ready access to the Jersey Shore. <laughs> like, listen, if yeah, I, I want that, or not the show. Yeah, if I if I want that kind of experience, I'm just going to go to Point Pleasant. Yeah, and ride and ride those rides. Like, that's not a Disney World experience that I'm that I'm looking for. Yeah, I mean, we we'll go down the road to the shutdown Kmart parking lot. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, listen, we could do so one episode. I feel like we need let's do a deep dive one episode and let's have let's have Derek on with us. Let's have Derek Ooh, on. I like that. On that one because it's easily it's the most controversial area of the park, but like restaurant we could go into restaurant tourists, we could go listen. I could I could do we're at 1 hour and 17 minutes right now. I could go I could go deep go on that. Yeah. On. I mean like I could do another hour and just get on my soapbox and talk about Dino right. Man. On what I would like to tweak with it and and fix, because it's a cool concept. It's a really cool concept. There's some cool stuff over there that people who have little kids love that play area, which is yep. shut down, shut down right now. They love that because that's an area you, your kids can just go and hang out, and you don't have to worry about them. There's some cool aspects of Dino Land. It need it just it needs work. It needs a little TLC. Yeah, it needs work. Yeah, but Disney's never done right. No. So, dude, thank you for thanks for hanging with me everybody oh, yeah. so everybody like we're we're both feeling the we're feeling the crunch right now everyone is still in disney world now you and i have been here with brian we've been home now for two days i joined you in the disney depression they're yep. still sending pictures of every minute so i i had no one to talk about my trip with so you dude thank you for taking one for the team oh yeah and sit and sitting anytime. here with me anytime and listening to me babble on about my vacation. Look, one thing that I am going to do, um, because 
Dwayne won't hear this until he's already home. So he won't. what I'm going to do is I'm going to text Rob and tell Rob, hey, tomorrow I need you to blow Dwayne's phone up with some pictures while you're at the park just so he can see how it feels now. <laughs> <laughs> here's here's a little torture for you too, buddy. Yeah. Yes. So the um the pot the podcast of Marvel Monday did help with the with the come down, I will yes. say. Which is also why we started this podcast in the first place was it was a way to chase the Disney blues yeah. when we um when we weren't in parks and it worked. It really worked. So thanks for helping me chase the Disney blues here on Tuesday. Two two days removed. Um it was a good time. We can always we can always talk about everything. Uh you wanna let you wanna talk about your fight card coming up? Because we have a that's Dude. A, let's let's do it. So let's, you hadn't if you ahead. haven't listened to the Wolf's podcast yet, you gotta go check it out. Um, him and our co-host Brian, they just put together fight card number two. So April 11th, it's going to be, uh, you know, the three of us normally on Mouse Series of Magic, me, Sarah, Brian, we're going to be joined by Mark Valentine. We're going to be joined by the Wolf and we're going to be joined by Mark Daniel. And we're going to figure out who wins this fight card. I'm really excited about it. Mark, I know... You know, Mark Valentine, he he brought all the humor last time uh, with the uh, the flying Dasani bottles. Uh, but I, you're going to meet, I, I think you might meet your match, you know, with the comedy this time with Mark Daniel. I, I have go ahead, pop- go ahead, go ahead with this. Yeah. I So I have the popcorn ready this this next round for round two. Um, I also know for a fact that Ethan. He knew he knew his performance on the first fight fight card was not not great. He got ro- he got roasted a little bit for some of his choices. So this time around, I know that he kept he kept the end game was in mind. Uh, and I saw I saw some of the preliminary matchups. Yep. He stepped it up this time. Um, so he unlike the last time, there's no Indiana Jones this time around. You chose poorly is not going to be the case this time around now no. it's really going to come down it with his ability to argue i know that uh today he dropped a little star wars nugget and uh listen that i i had to weigh in on that one i yeah. had to weigh in. on the emperor v- versus anakin yeah round and the emperor versus the 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 chosen one so to speak listen and i, I don't hate wolf's pick on that i you know i don't think he chose poorly i just don't think there was much he could choose. I mean, you know, so I know. Yeah. And I, I, I kind of had it with him. So for, for those of you too, so there's going to be one of the matchup is going to be Brian chooses. They had to choose Sith. Mm-hmm. Brian chose the emperor Palpatine, chief Palpatine. And then Wolf wasn't left with much choice at that point. He went with the chosen one. He went with Anakin Skywalker, not Darth Vader, Anakin Skywalker. And I kind of weighed in. Uh, as the Star Wars fanatic that I am, I couldn't I couldn't wait until April 11th. Yeah. So I I had to weigh in. But I'll, listen, I'll have the popcorn. Mark's going to crack us up. Mark Daniel is going to be there as a special guest judge. So um, we've got a ways to go for that one. But I want let's drop it now. Let's start pushing. Let's start pushing it now. Dude, I'm, I'm excited. It, it, here's what's funny is was it two hours ago I called you and I was like, dude, is it bad that I want to start pushing this now? And you're like. Yeah, let's let's wait a couple weeks at least and then two hours later here we are hey talk about the fight card let's talk about it 
let's talk about it. Well, listen, we got to we got to talk about something, right? But th- thank you so much, James, for joining us. Uh, don't forget. So April 11th, we got James has has a second fight fight card round two. Mark Daniels going to be the special the special guest host. And uh, thank you so much for joining us here on YouTube and over on uh, this Diz Life podcast. Uh, again, we have all of our podcasts over at www.thisdislifepodcast.com. Hang out with us in our Facebook group, facebook.com backslash groups slash this Diz Life. And then follow us on Instagram at this Diz Life podcast. Uh, we've got amazing pictures that I'm going to be sharing all the, the great stuff that Lori, Willie, and I walked around and we we shot. We're going to be sharing all that stuff in the course of the next few weeks until we can reload again with our next trip. And uh, as always, check out James and Brian and Sarah over at Mouse Ears and Magic Podcast. They're also part of this Diz Life Network. Um, great friends of ours. We love their show. We love laughing with them every single week. And occasionally we like Sadly, we like torturing them with pictures of our Disney vacation so much so that they have to mute our our group chat. So thank you, James, again, for being a good sport. Appreciate you hanging out with us. You want to say goodbye for us, buddy? No, you got it, man. (laughs) My revenge already. I'm sorry. I'm I'm going to be blowing these suckers up next time. (laughs) Thank you so much, everybody. James is going to James is going to shirk his responsibility and say goodbye this time around. So I'll just say, as always, I hope the rest of your week is filled with faith, trust and pixie dust. We'll see you real soon. Take care. This Diz Life podcast is brought to you by the Happiness is Addictive collection. Happiness is Addictive is passionate about spreading laughter and creating smiles worldwide. They love bringing their global community together through optimism, cheer, hopefulness, merriment, and celebrating life's magical moments. They know how important it is to celebrate life's adventures, and their apparel will give you everlasting, one-of-a-kind memories through pixie-dusted family photos, compliments from park guests, and magical moments with cast members. They pride themselves on high-quality, custom-made apparel at competitive prices with world-class service. Let them help you create a lifetime of memories, whether you're Disney-bounding, kicking at poolside, participating in run Disney marathons, having costumed adventures, or just living your best Disney life. You can find their Happiness is Addictive shop on Etsy. You can also find them on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and Pinterest. They are proud to be featured in Indie Central Florida, the Thoughtful Gift Club, and now here on Diz Life Podcast. Their collection was founded by a 15-year former cast member who knows how to enhance your magical moments for a lifetime of memories with your family. Don't forget to use promo code DISLIFE15 to take an extra 15% off. What are you waiting for? Head over to Etsy and start getting happy today. Follow the link in our show notes and you'll find out for yourself that happiness is addictive.